Hello, everyone. My name is Terrence Williams, and welcome back to my podcast, Dreams, Seams, and Small Business Things. In case this is your first listen, my name is Terrence Williams. I run my small business, Terrence Williams Designs, where I create clothing and accessories with human rights in mind. So everything is genderless, everything is size inclusive, made to order, and it is ethically sourced and sustainably produced. I have been running my small business full-time since 2009, and I have been rejected so many times. (laughs) And that's what I want to talk about today, rejection. (laughs) I think it's something that we all face, and it's something that we all have to come to terms with because we are all going to experience it in our life. It has taken me quite a bit of time to come up with the coping skills and mechanisms to deal with rejection, but I wanted to talk about rejection in terms of my small business and an incident that happened to me that completely changed my life. It really broke me down and it hurt while I was going through it. But now that I'm past it, not that I'm necessarily grateful for the experience because I don't want to highlight and applaud the bad experiences in my life and give them too much weight, but it definitely did push me to make some changes and go harder in chasing for my dreams. So... I was still living back home in Pennsylvania, York, Pennsylvania, and I was downtown with my friends, and it was first Friday. It was right around the holidays. It was around November, right before the holidays, and we have this thing called First Friday, and all the shops are open late, and there's activities, and it's just a really fun time to really celebrate the city, celebrate small businesses, and my friends that I was with really encouraged me when we went into the boutiques and the shops to hand out my business card, talk about my small business. At this point, I was still on Etsy. I was still my old moniker, Clutch89. And I was making okay sales, but I definitely was not where I am now. So I took their advice. I put myself out there and every boutique that we went into, I would introduce myself Uh, let them know about my business, tell them what I made, gave them a business card, and almost each and every one of them just seemed so disinterested. They all took my card, Um, but it was the last one that I went to, the last boutique that I went to. Uh, This boutique is called Indigo Blue, and I walked in, and I walked to the front where the girl was, and did my spiel. I said, hello, my name is Terrence Williams. I run my small business, Terrence Williams Designs. And, you know, I'm on Etsy and I make bags and accessories. Everything is ethically sourced and sustainably produced. And I'm just trying to get my stuff in some stores. I didn't know if you had like retail space or uh, if you were looking for like vendors, if you did wholesale, I was just kind of looking for information and hoping that we could work together, partner together, and I could have my stuff in your store. Because at that time, I the dream was to have my stuff in a brick-and-mortar store. And I will never forget, the girl, she looked me up, 
looked me down, had this disgusted look on her face, and I held out my business card, and she literally snatched it out of my hand, threw it on the counter where her little tablet register was, and, like, barely acknowledged me. And she was just like, oh, okay. And then I guess her mom was helping her work in her the store, so her mom she called to her mom to, like, help people in the fitting room. And they were a little busy, so, like, granted, I understand that. But it was that rejection plus all the other rejections that I had received all that day from the other small businesses. Y'all, when I tell you I went home and cried, I went home and cried. I was humiliated. I was embarrassed. I felt defeated. Um just the lowest of lows. I was proud of myself for putting myself out there and trying, but it was the form of rejection. It was just that the rejection was so mean and harsh and callous for no reason. And I just felt excluded. I felt like I wasn't good enough. I felt unworthy. And I think another major part of it was that the boutiques then and the boutiques still now in downtown New York are mainly white people. I think 99.99% are white people, white women. And so having to ask them to take a chance on me and having them all say no and turn me down was devastating. It was just upsetting for me as a black gay man in this small town that's predominantly white. Um, it just really upset me. So I'm back home, crying my eyes out, devastated. And I took my sister's advice, (laughs) felt my emotions for the day. And then the next day I woke up and I said, I'm going to make a plan. I, in a year, I'll give myself a year to really build up myself, build up my brand, build up my image in York. And I will be so well-known and so recognized that those boutiques will be begging me to be in their store, begging me to work with them and collaborate. So I'm going to spend a year putting in the work to make it happen. And that is exactly what I did. I took my own photo shoots. So I was still sewing working full-time, working two or three jobs at a time, still trying to make my Etsy work, uh, doing my own photo shoots. I, at this, I was still broke. <laughs> still didn't have any money for equipment. So what I was doing is I was taking this wooden chair all around York City to the parks, to the street. It didn't matter. Taking this wooden chair propping my phone up on it, setting up the timer on the phone to count down for 10 seconds, and then running into place and striking my poses. And I just did that everywhere, all day, all the time, any chance that I got. Would walk around the city and find cool spots to have photo shoots, and I was having photo shoots, and I was tagging the location and using the hashtags, and I was doing everything, using Instagram, to the the best of my ability. The Instagram then 
is not the Instagram that it is now. <laughs> it was a completely different world. Um, and this was happening, oh my gosh, what time? Maybe around 2016, 2017, this was all happening. Maybe a little later. So maybe, actually, maybe a little earlier than that, but it was around that time. So I was networking. I was going to different events. I was meeting different people, becoming friends with people in the community, talking about my business, making more sales. I eventually did get into a store. It was a coffee shop, an art shop called Ironic. They eventually took a chance on me and had my stuff in the shop, in their store, which was amazing. I was so grateful for that and built my brand from the ground up. And don't you know, <laughs> don't you know, one of the boutiques that turned me down eventually asked me to be on a social media panel with them and talk about how to grow your social media presence on Instagram and how to convert that to sales and followers. And so I was spoke on the panel. It really was an amazing opportunity. But the night that I was speaking on the panel, the owner of Indigo Blue was at the same event. She wasn't speaking on the panel. I think she was just helping at the event. And someone introduced us and I said, hi. And she still had the same kind of just like stank look on her face. Like she did not want anything to do with me. I don't know what I did to her child. I had never spoken to her <laughs> aside from the time that I came into her boutique and pitched my business. <laughs> Maybe that's just her personality. I don't know. But I was so, so proud of myself. Because from that rejection, it lit a fire in me to make myself so well-known in York that those people would want me to be in their stores. And after the panel, it was after the panel, I had moved to Texas and my business had really exploded at that point. But um, by this point, it was like 2019. My business was you know, going off the rails, 2020 was even even bigger. Uh, but right before that, one of the owners of the boutique had messaged me and they said, you know, we should really talk about getting your stuff in our store. And I just chuckled at the message and I thought to myself, no. <laughs> Too late. It is far too late. I'm on a different path, a different trajectory. Um, I, I don't need to, you already rejected me once. I, I'm good. I'm, I'm in the process of trying to pack up my stuff and leave soon anyway. So I'm good. <laughs> it just made me laugh. And it just made me proud because I spoke that into existence and I said, that's what I want and that is what's going to happen. They're going to want me in their store. They're going to want to work with me. And don't you know, a year, a year and a half later, it had all come to fruition. So I say all that to say, do not let rejection stop you. 
My therapist gave me amazing advice. I am very pro-therapy. I think that there's nothing wrong with it. I don't think you should be shamed out of doing it. I don't think you should be ashamed of going to therapy. It The going to therapy changed my life during the pandemic. I would not be the person that I am today without therapy. But I had a conversation with my therapist concerning rejection. And it wasn't business rejection that I was concerned about. It was love and relationship rejection because I was in the midst of being rejected. I was in love with a man who was not in love with me. I thought he was. There were signs and it was very confusing. That's for another podcast. (laughs) That is definitely for another episode. (laughs) But we were talking about rejection and my fear of rejection. And she said to me, this is the thing with rejection. It sucks. (laughs) Rejection freaking sucks. It doesn't feel good. It's not a happy emotion or feeling. And no one likes rejection, but we all experience it. And But that's the thing. In your life, you have been rejected probably more than once. And do you know what happened when you were rejected? You got back up from the rejection and you kept trying. You know what happened when you were rejected? Nothing really. Your feelings might have been hurt. But you didn't die. You might have suffered a broken heart, but it didn't kill you. You experience rejection. You experience the hurt. You experience the emotion. And guess what? Those are feelings that you have experienced before. The disappointment that comes with rejection, you have experienced that before. The hurt and the pain that comes with experiencing rejection, you have experienced those emotions before. And you know what happened? You survived. Rejection hurts, but it doesn't kill you. Each and every time you are rejected, you survive. And you get a little stronger each time. My therapist said that to me. She said, you should not be afraid of rejection. Because even though it hurts, you've experienced hurt before and you have survived. She told me, do not let the fear of rejection stop you from living your life and doing the things that you want to do. Because again, even though the rejection sucks, it only sucks temporarily and you get over it and you survive. You can survive any type of rejection. And I really was an eye-opening conversation and experience for me, having that conversation with her. And I said, you know what? You're right. I have experienced rejection. And it has knocked me to the lowest points of my life. But I still got up and I still survived. So that is the advice from my therapist that I am passing on to you. Rejection is never a fun experience. It is never a fun feeling. But you have been in situations where you have not had those good feelings and you have not felt good. But it's temporarily temporary. 
get up from those experiences and survive. There's a quote that I heard once, and it says, when one door closes, wait in the hallway for another one to open. And that is how I live my life. When one opportunity is not granted to me, I do get sad and I do get disappointed, but I wait until the next for the next one to come because there is always going to be another one. With the way that I live my life, with love, light, and positivity, and just trying to do the best that I can, I know good things are coming to me. I try to put out good things and good feelings in the world because I know that that good energy is going to come back to me. I'm a firm believer in karma. I'm a firm believer in doing the right thing. Even if I don't do the right thing all the time, I really do try. But I really think it's important to spread that love and to spread that positivity and to do the right thing because it's going to come back to you. So even if there's an opportunity or something that I really, really want and it doesn't work out, again, I do get sad, but I know that there is something better on the horizon. Because for me, I firmly believe in speaking things into existence. And I know people say it's a bunch of mumbo jumbo and it isn't real and they don't believe it, but I do. I really do. I've manifested things and have made things happen. Even with my small business in particular, I knew that I was going to be doing this because I manifested it. But the thing with manifestation, that's the first part. Speaking it into existence is one part. The second part is actually putting in the work. And I think a lot of people forget that. I think people feel that they can just speak things into existence, write it down on their vision board, and then the universe is going to take care of the rest. That is not how it works. The universe will help you and guide you in the right direction and maybe push you over the edge a little bit. Maybe the universe will lay lay the tiles and the playing cards in the right direction in the right way for you to help you get to the path, but you have to put in the work. You have to try. That is the second part of the equation. Speak it into existence and then put in the work. And when I tell you I have put in the work to get here, I have put in the work to get here, but it has not been easy. And I have faced so many rejections, but I do not let those rejections get me down. So please don't let those rejections get you down. You can overcome them. You can survive them. The feelings that come with rejection, you have felt them before, you will feel them again, and you are strong enough to persevere. Please never forget that. Those are my borrowed words of advice for you with rejection. And to those people in York with the boutiques, this is my message to you. Take a chance on people. Give people an opportunity. You know how it feels to have a dream and to want something so desperately. And you know how it feels to face rejection. And you know how it feels to have people not take a chance on you. You have the stage and the platform and the opportunity to help other people, to uplift other voices to help other small business owners and people with a dream. Do the right thing. Work with them. Even if it's just small shelf space, take a chance. 
Additionally, work with more people of color. If you have vendors and other items in your store from other small businesses, make them people of color. Add shelf space and take the time and energy to research for brands that are not just Black-owned, but all people of color. Representation matters. And the fact that a majority of the stores downtown in York are white-owned and in the shelves are all white brands made by white people with the same faces and the same circle of friends and the same um, inspirations, it's very frustrating because people of color have so much knowledge and beauty and wealth and in fashion and inspiration. And you never know whose life you could change by taking a chance and giving them shelf space and giving them a platform and working with them and giving them an opportunity. And I don't just mean using them in your photo shoots and advertisements and not paying them and compensating them for their work. That's a whole nother topic of conversation. Compensate the people that you hire and not just with a discount code, actually compensate them. Have more representation and take a chance on people. That is what I want y'all to do. Because a lot of you will say Black Lives Matter and Asian Lives Matter and or stop Asian hate and you will denounce hate crimes and racism. But then when it comes to advocating for us and creating a space for us and making shelf space for us and doing all that stuff, y'all are very silent. So that's what I need y'all to do. That's the work that I need y'all to do. And you will see how much it won't only affect their lives, but it will affect your lives and your business by having a different perspective, by having a different viewpoint, by having a different culture, by having a different experience. I love advocating and fighting for people, and I love seeing people succeed, but I cannot be the only one championing for my people. You have to give us an opportunity. So with that being said, I hope in 2023 we see a lot of changes with the way that small businesses are run, especially back home in York, Pennsylvania. And I hope for this 2023, you do not let the rejections get you down, that you keep striving, that you keep fighting, that you keep following your dreams. I am a testament that through the rejection comes success. Thank you all for listening to this episode of my podcast. Again, my name is Terrence Williams. I am the owner of Terrence Williams Designs, and you can shop my designs on TerrenceWilliamsDesigns.com, and I will catch y'all in the next one. Bye.